Welcome back to the Deep Six Wrestling Podcast. It is 12.30 in the morning. It's now Sunday, August 22nd, which means we're here for our post-SummerSlam show. We're reviewing SummerSlam. The biggest party of the summer. It was up. It was up. But now it's down. Uh, we're here in the downtime after SummerSlam, and we're going to talk about it. So if you're new to the podcast, be sure to subscribe on any streaming service that we're on. Spotify, Google, Apple, Anchor, uh, Stitcher, Overcast, Breaker. We're on a bunch of them. I think there's something called Altail. What? <laughs> anyway, uh, we're going to talk about SummerSlam. We'll see how long this podcast goes. This was a long fucking show. Um, but be sure to subscribe to our podcast. Uh, it's free if you're on Apple. Leave a rating. Follow us over on Twitter at Deep Six Wrestling without the G. And also feel free to subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, which is also just the Deep Six Wrestling Podcast. So you can check that out because I will have to be making a punishment video because I lost our predictions, uh, unfortunately. So I will be doing a DIY crafting video of making Alexa Bliss's Lily doll, or at least the, the best version I can. That's going to be awful. I haven't, like, I don't know how to sew. Maybe you're Hey, man, Maybe. you're the one that wanted to vote for it and come yeah, up with we'll, it. We'll That's see. Why I didn't vote for it because I'm not creative. Yeah. Well, joining me, I'm Pat, and joining me, we have two people tonight. It's the normal crew. We uh, The Raw crew, baby. It's the Raw crew. We could have had everybody here. Uh, well, not everybody. We had Jake was over, Sam was over, Rob was over, but the show went, the this, this show went too late for anybody to stick around, so <sighs> that was uh, that. Was that. Um, I missed the uh, the opening match of the pre-show. We'll just get right into this. I missed the pre-show match because I was trying to fix our garbage disposal. Uh, handyman Pat over here, so I'll let Ryan and Joey talk about this. But the opening match was Big E versus Baron Corbin with absolutely nothing on the line. But from what my uh, understanding is, Baron Corbin is now in possession of the Money in the Bank briefcase. So uh, without further ado, you guys uh, you guys can talk about this uh, to whatever your heart desire is. So, Big E comes out and he gets a very loud ovation. Crowd loves him. He's high five and hugging everybody as he walks on down the line. Then Corbin comes out and he has no entrance music apparently. Okay. So it's just silence uh, as he comes out and like there's some cheers, there's some boos, and he's just cradling, or I should say clutching the Money in the Bank briefcase like. It's his precious. Um, all the while, he has this huge-ass brown stain on his white shirt, which looks absolutely disgusting. And I, I know we, we talked about it like, as a group uh, tonight, and they're like, oh, well, who, who can say like Baron Corbin was ever their favorite wrestler? Nobody should be saddled with this gimmick. Uh, Corbin, like, he's a great heel. This is a horrible gimmick. I don't get what the point of it is. Like, I feel sorry for him, but at the same time, he just looks like a, a mess of a person. And it's stupid. Um, he, he gets a lot of offense in during this match. He does hit the deep six, um, which looked really good on a bigger guy like Big E. Uh, Big E gang him up. Uh, Big E ends up winning. I should, like... There, there wasn't anything real special here in this match other than Big E's big ending looked absolutely atrocious uh, hanging it on Baron Corbin because Corbin couldn't keep his legs up uh, so like his legs looked like they were touching the ground uh, when he hit it um, 
yeah, it, it just looked stupid. Um, and then Biggie found the briefcase on the ground, licked his lips a bit, rubbed his uh, chest, and then picked it up, and the crowd went crazy for it. Um, yeah, Joey, you got anything else you want to add? Um, all I have to say on this match is... <clears throat> Uh, I think Big E deserves better and shouldn't be on the pre-show. That's it. That's fair. I, I'd say that for Corbin as well. I, I like Corbin a lot. He's been a, he's been one of my my guys. Eh. You can say like I, I wouldn't say he's like my favorite, but he was one of my favorite heels. And I just feel like they've dropped they dropped the ball on him so many times. Yeah. Um, the issue with this gimmick of. Uh Baron Corbin is we're supposed to feel bad for this guy um, but he's clearly employed and making a shit ton of money with WWE more money than I'll ever probably see um, so why should I have any kind of sympathy for this guy when he's like you know makes triple of what I make <laughs> so I mean hey you can go on TV and wear you know like a really gross shirt with a mustard stain on it and why not um, but he's making all that money that's not how he actually dresses in real life, so. And he's not homeless, and he doesn't need the money and all that stuff, so. That's fair. Uh, anyways. Oh, boy. Also, they announced this match 30 minutes ago. They did. They announced this match, like, 30 minutes into the pre-show, and then they just did it. So, uh, you love to see it. Oh, boy. Anyway, moving on from there, we go, we'll talk about the main show. Um... We uh, they to open the show. They had a video package that was themed to gambling in Las Vegas, um, and then we went into our opening match, which was for the Raw Tag Team Championship. It was AJ Styles and Omos defending against RK Bro. I'm gonna be honest. I expected more from this. Um, I don't know. I like RK Bro as a tag team. AJ is AJ Styles and. Uh, Omos exists. Not trying to shit all over the guy. It's more about the company putting him in this position. But he just doesn't do anything special. He's just a tall guy who looks tall. I, I, I don't even have anything to say about this. It was, it was a fine opening. Um, this wasn't anything special. Randy won with an RKO. Um, and a really he, average RKO. Yeah, he, he hit it on AJ, so AJ's pin. So RK Bro are officially the tag team champions. Uh, thoughts? It makes the most sense because um, I feel like AJ and Omos had run their course through the Raw tag division because the tag divisions are so bad. Um, like they'd be in the New Day, they'd be in the Viking Raiders. It was just RK Bro left. Uh, so if they beat them, it's like, oh, who do we face? And if they keep on pushing this draft further and further away, like I don't need two months of AJ and Omos like just beating the teams they've already beaten. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the I'm I, I'm gonna say it again. I like Omos, but I think he's got the same situation that Braun had when Braun first came to the main roster with the Wyatts. Is that he was he's green as fuck. Um, he never, like, when he didn't have, like, the NXT experience, and they were just like, here you go, big guy, push it right to the top or, uh, of a division right away. Um, 
feel like that doesn't work out well. Like, yeah, the only person that I can think of in since NXT's been a thing that's been really good on the main roster without going to NXT is AJ. But that's because he's he was a like twenty year pro already. Like he was AJ Styles. Yeah. But like the only the other people like that I can think of that are like, okay, they got they skipped NXT altogether since NXT's been a thing are Braun. Braun. Omos and Mike Kanellis. <laughs> oh shit, I forgot about that. <laughs> and I mean Braun had like after a reset of Braun, after like a year, mm. he got better. He wasn't great, but he got better than what he was. And I feel like Omos needs that. Yeah, that's fair. Um again, I don't have anything like against Omos the person or anything, but it's just like he literally at this point is a champion because he's a tall guy. Like it's not like he's blowing anybody away in the ring or anything. He's 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 there. I wouldn't even say it's like passable. He just does a couple big spots, but he doesn't do it. It's literally AJ is the team and Omos hits a few big moves and that's it. And for me that's just not enough reason to be like a champion. So I don't get it. Joey, what about you, buddy? Um yeah, I think uh, from the start I kinda questioned why they even won these tag team titles or they're even a team. Um, I feel like AJ Styles doesn't need like a bodyguard or like someone just to you know follow him around. I feel like because you know AJ Styles is like one of the best wrestlers like in the world and of all time. Um, but I don't know. I think it's just a weird pairing, and uh, I don't really know why they won the titles in the first place. But uh, I think it was the this, the match was okay. I guess yeah, the match wasn't like you know terrible, um, but I, I do I would say um, that the the booking decision to have them drop the toes was probably for the best, and I think they uh, definitely went the right direction because it's clear that people like uh, RK Bro, so you know they finally gave fans what they wanted. So I guess that's positive. Okay, there's one more person I totally forgot about. Commander Aziz never had a televised match. In NXT? In NXT. As Bob Tunde or anything. He yeah, just did the live event things and was a manager for Leo Rush on, on NXT. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Four people. Four people. And none of them really had a... What is that? Uh, what is that? Um, moving on, we went to everybody's favorite match of the night. Alexa Bliss <coughs> versus Eva Marie. We... <laughs> We got a recap of all the things Lily has done. I don't recall ever seeing the one where she like sat up off the ground. Yeah. Is that what we were watching before? I have no idea. Yeah, I guess it was before. Or it was during like the two weeks we didn't watch. Yeah, maybe. Um, but apparently Alexis Bliss's doll sat up one day. Um, so that's fun. Oh my god, I can't believe this was on fucking pay-per-view. Uh, Eva Marie comes out with Dewdrop. No reaction. No reaction. <laughs> They're just there. Alexa Bliss comes out and gets cheered. Um, because she's a baby face. Wonderful. Um, Eve is kind of in control for a bit here, and then eventually goes and takes Lily and slaps her across the face a few times, uh, and then slaps Alexa with the, uh, with the doll. Um, Alexa then powers up and screams at her to scare her, does like a, a, a Luthez press. Or... Dude, I don't fucking know. Why was this a match? Why was this a wrestling match? Why was this on the show? This was disgusting. 
Um, Alexa went for Twisted Bliss and Eva dodged it, but eventually Alexa took her down with the random DDT finisher, and that was that. And then post match, Dewdrop gets on the mic and says, "And your loser is Eva Marie." And uh, then she takes Eva's robe and models it and walks away. And that was the end of the match. This was live on pay-per-view. This is one of WWE's biggest shows of the year. Bigger than WrestleMania. And this needed to be on the card. Awful. Absolutely atrocious. Disgusting that this was on the pay-per-view. It wasn't good. It was never going to be good. There were chants for We Want Wyatt. I'm 99% sure there were chants for We Want Dewdrop. Or just Dewdrop chants. She got a pop after turning on Eva, and that it, that was pointless. Also, Alexa Bliss's theme still makes me want to puke. Um, it's bad. I don't know where Alexa goes from this, other than she's going to go for the world title, or the women's title. And she's probably going to beat Charlotte for it, for it, because Charlotte loves having quick reigns so that then she can get another one back. Okay, I don't think that's Charlotte's decision. But no, but that's, the, that's their booking. Yeah, but don't, booking don't say you will. Okay. I'm change it. The writers and the producers love giving Charlotte really short reigns so Charlotte can just rack up these wins real quick. That's fair. That's that's absolutely fair. Joey, what are your thoughts on Eva Marie and oh, Alexa Bliss? Oh my god. There's not many... Uh, there's really nothing you can really say about this. It was just, you know, flat out bad. There was really no redeeming, you know, redeeming things to this. Um, personally, in my opinion, uh, I would say that this, personally, this not not just this match, but like this whole entire storyline and like character arc for uh, Alexa Bliss has has taken the women's evolution and basically put it back to the Stone Age, like. If you, like, look, like, what, like, 2017, 2018, when, like, the women evolution, like, uh, was really, like, starting, right? I believe that's the timeline. <clears throat> and how, like, serious women's wrestling started to get. And then you have this. And it's like, what the hell is this? It's, like, attitude error type stuff. And, but, like even worse like like yeah like the positive part is like they're not being over sexualized like that's a positive but but besides that this is just bad and this does not help women wrestling and or wrestling in general honestly and uh this is just uh one of the weaker weaker things about uh wwe and their and their booking and their creative aspect so I would say honestly I would say this was probably the I'll say it right now this was definitely the worst match of the night I, I literally this was definitely the worst match of the night okay don't well, well Ryan shaking his head no but we'll get to that so Ryan <laughs> don't say it now whatever your worst match was you yeah. can say that uh, can I just say one more thing about yeah yeah, yeah. sure I wouldn't say that Alexa, like, the booking of Alexa was, like, the downfall of the women's evolution, or, like, the, like, a down note in it. I feel like that's been the situation for a bit now, where, like, for a time after Mania, or in the lead-up to, yeah, after Mania, that the women's segments were averaging about 
two to five minutes mm. on their weekly shows. Okay. Yeah, that's that's definitely and like that's not just Alexa. That was just like all the women. Yeah. And considering they have three different titles at this point for the women yeah. on the main rosters, that just shows just how low their division is when they don't have certain people. Yeah. Alice, Charlotte, Sasha, and Becky that they just don't know what to do with the yeah. women's division. Mm. Um, and also the fact that they That's have a tag fair. division that they act like doesn't exist at points. That's fair. Well, then I would rephrase it and say that uh, Alexa's gimmick is pretty much like kind of like the nail in the coffin. That like it wasn't her, obviously it wasn't her fault. I mean, obviously none of this stuff is, the talent. is a talent's fault. I mean, oh, then even more. I mean, yeah. I mean, sometimes, sometimes talent, like talent, like have some kind of creative control and they have ideas. But they're not booking the show. No, they're not booking the show. No, and like, I can understand like with Nikki, uh, Ash's character. This was like her idea and stuff. So like again, like they're not booking the show, but like in yep. some situations, it could be a fault for just having the idea. Cause like you know, not a fault, but like. If it's bad, it's bad, you know, like, like, yeah, it's cool that, you know, they get to carry out their own dreams and stuff, but, like, when you have an audience and you have people, you know, watching your show and, like, you're going to have to take, like, criticism, like, regardless, like, you know what I mean? It just is what it is. It happens in every sport or, you know, entertainment aspect, like, so, I don't know. This match was bad, and uh, I will stand by it being the worst. Um, it's really tough. There was another very bad match on the show. <laughs> I don't know you. I don't know what I want to pick. I, I obviously some people are would just straight up pick Bianca and Becky because of see being I wouldn't upset. even count that. Him but exactly, I know. I mean, it, technically it's a match, but like I'm upset twenty six seconds. You really can't judge anything. I'm, yeah, that. I'm upset with the booking of that, but at the same time, it was over in twenty six seconds, and there mm. is the possibility that they could tell a story with this compared to Eva and Alexa, which the feud has been bad, the match was bad, and then mm. one of our world title matches tonight where that feud was bad and the match was also bad yeah. and. Had a horrible finish <laughs> yeah I mean um, that's fair so I Joey I think I'm gonna let you stay on this island I don't think I can say that the that's fine the world title match was bad. that's fine that's fine but the, I will say this was one of the worst things I've ever seen this is disgusting yeah it just you know but that's the thing like the world title match was 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 meant to be on the show because it, it's a title match it's a WWE title match yeah. okay this match, I don't understand what the purpose of this match was. Like, this wasn't even, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, this wasn't even, like, it was stupid. They were fighting over what? Like, a doll. A doll. Uh, that's... I mean, I mean, fighting over a doll, bad match, I think, is kind of worse than, you know, fighting over the world title, bad match, in my opinion. To play devil's advocate, <laughs> it's the world championship. That is also true. So you should expect more. I understand that. I'm not saying Goldberg and Lashley was a good match in any means. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll accept what you say. 100% don't okay. think that. I don't have so. issue with it. Um, uh, yeah, so we'll get to that in a bit. But moving forward... Uh, Do we, we have to? Yeah, sadly. <laughs> we have to wait for the rest of the show. Um, RK Bro gets interviewed by Mario Lopez and basically... Don't, don't forget about Mario Lopez's great line. What? 
I've been a lifelong wrestling fan. Oh. You can tell I've been a, a long fan since the WWF days by my Heart Foundation, Foundation shirt. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, Riddle then says that he has a surprise for Randy on Raw, so oh, boy. That should be we cool. also got Randy Collins saying that the they are the three most devastating letters. RK, bro? Bro, is that how you say it? And walking away. Yeah. After this, we had Damian Priest versus Sheamus for the U.S. title. I also missed part of this because I was talking to my landlord about our garbage disposal. This was a, a recurring theme for the beginning of the show. I hope our landlord is one of our I listeners. hope so. That'd be pretty great. Shout out to Shravin. Um, anyway, so I'll let you guys talk about this. I will say the uh, the most important thing coming out of this was uh, Sheamus hit a really cool uh, like flying knee strike on Damian Priest who's coming off the top rope. That looked cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, from He's what I saw, this, that. from what I saw of this match, it was, it was good. Um, but I'll let you guys talk about it because I didn't really see it. Damian Priest has been underwhelming, to say the least, since Mania. Um, I just feel like the injury plus the storyline of Miz and Morrison continuing for so long, then disappearing again, and then getting put into a title that I don't think many people care about right now. It's kind of cooled off all the momentum from his Mania run. Um, and that kind of sucks because Priest is pretty good. I enjoy him. I know Pat enjoys him. Joey, do you enjoy Damian Priest? Um, I think he's good. I just don't really care for him. I don't, maybe it's because I really don't understand what his character is. And uh, he's just bow and arrow man. Oh, he's a bow and arrow like vampire who owns a nightclub, See, that, has sex with women. I don't. And, uh, has like, a pool. I'm not saying he's not a bad wrestler. Like, he's a fine wrestler. It's just I don't really understand his gimmick and character and stuff, and so not very like much invested into into him. But yeah, yeah, I was gonna go into that. That like his, his character is confusing. The fact that he's still kind of involved with Miz and Morrison. Yeah, that's. Uh, Weird too. I don't boggles know me. I guess we should point out that the the end of the pre-show, we did get the reveal that Miz and Morrison had a big surprise to get the crowd wet because they had been hurting for a squirt. And they got to say that a few times tonight, and <laughs> I still think that's a great line. Oh my god! Um, don't encourage. But yeah, Damian Priest just feels confusing because, like I said, good wrestler, character is just awful and isn't explained well and Sheamus has just been like a very cowardly heel except for this week where he on Raw became a leprechaun um yeah I feel like I feel like uh Priest doesn't have like a direct like a set direction correct like it's either between you know him and Sheamus or him and Miz and Morrison so like hopefully with this US title win maybe you can like set like like a set like uh direction and maybe finally like grow his character and then people can get more attached to it um i think that would be helpful so but who knows you know he can easily just lose the title on raw uh you know rematch to sheamus so you never know with the wwe so he could still be like directionless uh even with the title so we've seen it plenty of times so that is uh certainly fair sadly we'll say um yeah, what was after this? Oh, well, you gotta say who won. Oh, you guys didn't say I got no. some doubt. Uh, oh, yeah, Damian uh, Priest. Damian Priest yeah. won with the Reckoning. Uh, yeah, so, so yeah, Damian got Priest a new uh, champion. U.S. champion, yep. 
Um, which we, we talk about later. It might be a new title, according to Tiffany Haddish. Dude, I hope so. Um, the Mysterios are backstage, and Dominic apologizes for his actions on SmackDown. Ray says the past, the past, and they need to focus on tonight. And uh, then we get the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match. It's the Usos defending against the Mysterios. Um, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I don't remember this match. This, ma- this show was long, and some of these matches just kind of were over like too quickly to remember. Yeah, and some of the moments on the show like kind of baffled us. So like it kind of like really thrown like threw us off. Dude, on, on some uh, other matches. Yeah, so I'm just gonna go on a little tangent here. I was not confident with my predictions for the show. We haven't really been talking about our predictions. We'll go over it at the end. But I was at least feeling a little bit confident about some of these matches. And then um I just didn't really get many. I finished our thing with like six points total for our predictions. I did get this one correct. The Usos won, and I had that. Um, but man, I just like coming out of the show. It was so deflating to see some of these finishes on this card because so much of this was like some of the quality of this was fine, but like again, this was like a big four pay per view, and it didn't really feel like the matches were up to par with that, outside of a few exceptions. Um, but like, it just felt like this was. You know, I'm not trying to play AEW versus WWE, but last night, AEW, or two nights ago now, AEW put on Rampage the first dance, and we had the return of CM Punk, which is going to go down as, like, an all-time great wrestling moment, and a show that people are going to remember for, like, years and years and years. And then WWE comes out with SummerSlam, and so much of this show is just, like, genuinely questionable booking. Um, It's just weird... Uh, not really a fan of it, and like I said, again, a lot of this show just kind of like blurred together for me. I, so, I don't have thoughts on this tag team title match. The Usos won. Do you guys have anything you want to say about it? I've got one thing, and it's not about the match. Okay. The Mysterious gear was the ugliest gear ever. It was a bright pink and bright yellow, <laughs> and it, it was hurt because it like, maybe it would look better if it was, like, dark in the arena or it was dark outside. But it's basically the middle of the, the late, like, late afternoon out in Las Vegas, so it was still very sunny. Mm-hmm. Also, just on the, on the, right on the butt of, uh, Ray, it just says, I am Lucha. Uh, just in case you forgot. Yeah. I don't care about the Mysterios and the Uso storyline. And maybe that's because we don't watch it, but it feels like this has been going on forever at this point. And like we talked about today, I totally forgot that there's even another babyface tag team on SmackDown. Yeah. See, I don't have. Yeah, I don't understand. I, mean, I don't really care. I don't really. I mean, I don't watch SmackDown, so I'm not really invested in so whatever storylines they got going on. Um, but I think. Uh... I think it might be time to, you know, separate and, like, detach uh, Ray from his son. Do you want to ever have, like, Dominic, like, be his own person, like, in this company? Like, be, like, a future star? I feel like he has to branch away from his father. You know what I mean? Like, event. He's going to have to... Yeah, 100%. You know, because he... I feel like in some matches, like, he can rely on Ray, like, in case, like... You know, to make him look better. You know what I mean? Like in case anything goes down, you know. So we, you know, I 
feel like if he wants to be his own person and have his own character and like carry on his dad's legacy like you know because Ray's not going to be around forever you know he's going to eventually not be able to wrestle anymore and he's going to want to retire you know so and then the next 20 years will belong to Dominic you know so if you want to like you know make a new star like I know WWE kind of struggles with that and you know they've always they've been put in positions where you have a new star and they always manage to you know fumble the bag a bit um, and we'll, we'll get to that later on mm-hmm. in, in uh, this show where they have a new star and they pretty much in 26 seconds. Well, I would say <laughs> in, in two different matches you had that happen. Both of the women's matches, I feel. Yeah. Because they, they threw yeah, Mickey to the side. Point. Yeah, that is point. So. Um, so, yeah. Um, the only other thing, yeah, I just want to say, I totally forgot Dominic existed, and he's another person. He's the fifth person that has Oh, yeah, he skipped NXT. Stage. True. Uh, and he is somebody I feel like definitely should have gone through it because he hadn't wrestled anywhere else. Like, this was just straight up Hey, you want to become a wrestler? Go to the performance center for a few months, like weeks or months, and you're going to be in a tag team with your dad. Uh, so that that felt real rushed. Like mm-hmm. at least like Omos had been in the NX, like the performance center system for quite some time, and Strowman was in the performance center for quite some time, and Baba Tunde, Commander Aziz had been in the performance center for quite some time, and Mike Kanellis had been a wrestler for quite some time. Uh, Dom just got thrown right to the wolves, basically. Um, and he's done well. Like, he's not a bad wrestler. Like, he's the most mobile of the big guys that are still there. Dom? Dom. He's mobile. He's not bad. Okay, when we're talking about big guys, I wouldn't say Dom is necessarily big. It's just that he's bigger than Ray. And he's bigger than Mike Kanellis. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd say he's just a medium I'm going to be honest. Guy. You don't care about Dom. I don't like Dominic Mysterio. Okay. I don't get any of the hype behind him. I just think he's a guy, and I'm sure that could change. But I, yeah. like you said, I think he's somebody he's a branch who, away. They know who going, Dominic is because he's the son of Rey Mysterio. Yeah, my issue is what Ryan was saying is Dominic 100% should have gone through the Performance Center, should have gone mm-hmm. through NXT. That's somebody who would have benefited from that. Yeah, yeah. Like he just comes off. I there's like on Botchamania. There's uh there's clips of him just like looking so lost in the ring, and it's just like as much as he's with Ray, who's gonna help him because he's his dad. Yeah, he got he, he has to do stuff on yeah. his own. Like yeah. he got to cut the line, basically. Yeah, exactly. His dad is. I mean, and there's not always that's not and again that's not against Ray or yeah, Dom, like that's it's not fine. Like their I mean, choice like, creatively. Right. Right. So Dom, Ray has been very open that he won team with Dom before he retires. I think Dom is a hundred percent going to retire Ray. Um, that would make the most sense, right? Yeah, um, and there's nothing wrong with that. And I think, That's I think the end is getting closer and closer for Ray. I think. I'd hope so, Jesus. Like I think, like he's still pretty good in the ring. Yeah, he's, no, Ray's he's, good. Ray's he's good. got his moments where he botches, but I feel like that's everybody. Yeah. It's just because of his style, it looks worse um, at points or more yeah. dangerous. Um, I think Dom and Ray obviously have the story laid out and. I don't know if you do it right away, like, if you just split them. Because, like, there's been the teases of Dom, like, trying to cheat to win to be like the Usos. Mm -hmm. 
So maybe the, you get like you have like Dom be like, okay, well I'm tired of doing it your way. Let's do it my way. Whatever. And that and that heel that potential heel turn might be what Dominic needs to like branch away. You know, like get right. rid get rid of the flashy gear. You know, if they want to make him go heel, get rid of the flashy gear. You know, design, redesign his character. You know. Uh, maybe a name change because you know just Dominic like that's his ring name Dominic it's just like I don't know like that just doesn't really do anything it's really weird I don't know like maybe just call him something else um, I have to wonder if that's the like part of the reason why Dijakovic got his name changed <laughs> he could have just been Dijak or Dijakovic yeah he didn't yeah. need to be or change his first name he didn't need yeah. to be Dominic yeah, yeah. there's also multiple Nikki's Nikki, there was Nikki Bella Nikki Cross they were on the roster at the same time were they? Probably, I don't fucking know. <laughs> um, I don't, there's probably cases of people being on the same. Yeah, because like I know like the, there's the rumor of like the reason they changed Nikki to Nikki Ash as like her actual name uh, that they announced her is because they didn't want cr- two crosses on the same show. Yeah, well, so that I, like just came to me. Yeah. Anyway, um, yes. Moving on, we got Rick Boog showing up on this show randomly, and he played Shinsuke Nakamura out to the ring. That was it. Shinsuke came down, he posed at ringside, and then we went to Bianca Belair's entrance. Uh, yeah, we got This it. made no sense. This was point. This was <laughs> This was just literally filler. This was... Like, I don't... <laughs> and I understand trying to get people on the card. Why couldn't you have put Shinsuke doing a title offense on here instead of Eva and Alexa? Like, nah, dude. It was, uh, it was garbage to do this, and I, I won't defend it. No. Bianca comes out, and she gets to the ring, and they announce that Sasha Banks is unable to compete tonight. Carmella will be her replacement. Carmella comes out. The crowd is not happy about this, as expected. There's a we want Sasha's chant. Yep. Uh, Bianca gets on the mic and says uh, that after Carmella makes her entrance, um, or sorry, she gets on the mic after her entrance and says that while Sasha Banks may not be here tonight, sooner or later she will be, and they will have their match um, but for right now, it's Carmella. Becky Lynch's music hits. She comes down to a great reaction, and she beats up Carmella, throws her out, and uh, then we officially have Bianca and Becky basically agree to do a title match tonight. And <laughs> Becky says, uh, Be- Becky literally says that we should blow off the roof tonight. And that suggested that they're going to have like an actual match here. Becky then proceeds to beat Bianca Belair for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship in 26 seconds. Bianca Belair gets no, no offense, and Becky hits like a forearm and then her finisher. That's not like the, the dude. Actually, it's it, it, it shocked me when they ended. I was like, wait, it what? It's just one move, and it was over. Apparently, it's called the manhandle. Is the finisher? Oh no! Uh, and so yeah, that was that. I love Becky Lynch. She's been a favorite of mine since NXT when I first started watching in 2014. But, but not... this was not it. This is not how you no. do anything. Bianca Belair has been fucked over so much with, during her title reign. Uh, not her fault. and Not really... I wouldn't even say it's the WWE's fault in, in some regards. Bailey got injured and their match got pulled. That was a freak accident. And mm. then this happened where Sasha couldn't make it to the show and they replaced her with Becky this was a WWE decision to have Becky come out and squash her and I'm not for it it makes Bianca look like a joke 
Uh, you, it makes this whole program of Bianca winning the title at WrestleMania and this historic match between her and Sasha Banks and right. going on a reign as like a dominant babyface champion. It makes that look like a joke. It feels like the Kofi situation all over it's, again. It's literally the Kofi situation. It's worse than the Kofi situation. It's I, different genders. Just different division. I... I'd say it's worse than the Kofi situation because everybody loves Becky. With Kofi, they put it on Brock, a part-timer. Becky's at least going to be on TV. Brock was a part-timer who took the title off of Kofi, and it was just... I'd say they have their equals. I, I still think Brock, Brock squashing Kofi was worse, um, but this wasn't good by any means. I think the storyline that it led to was worse with Brock being Kofi because Kofi then, ref- like didn't acknowledge that he was ever world champion and nobody acknowledged it. Yeah, but to be fair, Bianca lost her title tonight and then they kept like cutting to her and she just looked like she was okay. She was just like, mm-hmm, you beat me. And that was that. Like, yeah. I would be angry yeah, if I just, lost my title like, to weird. someone who wasn't supposed to be here. Right. And Go out there and like, I've, react like this. Like, yeah. Like, this is the situation that you're in where you couldn't have had... Like, I understand you wanted a big match for this. You couldn't have, like, is Becky not, like, cleared to take moves still, or what? Like, what, who does this help? This doesn't help Becky, because she was already a made person, and now she just comes back and hits two moves and is like, ha-ha, I'm the champ, and your babyface champion that you just had means absolutely nothing. Um, like, I, I feel like this is worse, because you, like, Kofi was an established person, this was Bianca's run to make her an established new star. And they cut that out from her. Um, I mean, it's not like it's terribly different time-wise. Bianca won the title at Mania and lost it at SummerSlam. Kofi won the title at Mania and lost it... On the first episode. So, which was October 1st. Yeah. So it's only like a, a little... But, like a but month or Kofi was already an established person. Yeah. And he's but, still established. But the whole, I still think it's worse for Kofi because the whole story was that this was Kofi proving that he was like... He had what it took to be what nobody thought he was for decades. Or not decades, like a decade in WWE did it. Then went on to have literally like the best WWE championship run in quite some time for WWE. And then had it pulled out from under him in six seconds by Brock Lesnar. And then never got a singles rematch for the title. Bianca, I do expect them to have a program with her and Becky where she'll probably have an actual match. I still think it was a horrible decision, and I'm going to stand by that, but I don't think it's as harmful to Bianca as it is to Kofi, because Kofi, he challenged Lashley earlier this year, but nobody thought he was going to fucking win, and then he got squashed by Lashley. Yeah. yeah. It was just a beatdown. Yeah, I think I think Kofi is in worse shape than... Bianca will be overall. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I believe. I mean, I think yeah, people are going to love Kofi regardless. But he's never going to be back where but he you're was. you're not going to forget that moment. You know what I mean? Like, you're not going to forget this moment either, like, as a wrestling fan. But like, you're not going to forget, like, you know, Kofi finally, like, after... Bianca hasn't been with the company long. No. Right. But she's already, for... And this might... this I'm going to try to say this as nice as possible. She is old for a woman wrestler. Is she? She's over 30. Oh. That's and fair. there's not many, like, the only outlier somebody going super long, I'd say currently, is Asuka, who's almost 40, yeah. if not 40 already. And that's, that's because she's a freak of nature and just really, really good. 
Bianca's good, but and going back to Kofi, because Bianca is a woman, there's not other opportunities like there is for the men's division. That is true. Kofi is um is the is always going to go down as the person with the longest tag run of all time mm-hmm. in WWE. Yeah. The one of the most tag win right. tag team champions. Grand Slam champion. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's a good point because like the women only have the tag titles, and but the tag division is a joke, and it's not like the women don't they don't have a mid card belt, right? Which and is, they, which I, I feel like no, 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 don't say not, it. No, not present day. Like if it were more serious, like not present day. It's just weird that they've never established it. If the as way, much as we don't want it, if there was no. If there was no brand split or there was yeah. like an all women show, mm-hmm. then yeah. But with how like they book Raw and stuff mm-hmm. and SmackDown, you couldn't do it. With having the tag titles, the two singles titles yeah. on the mid card, it just wouldn't work. Yeah, and you, to me, it feels like there's already a mid card title, and that's the NXT Women's title at this point. Like I feel like that's a stepping stone to get there. Yeah. Um, just because the women's divisions are so small. Compared yeah. to the males, the men's divisions. Yeah, and that's where, see, that's where I think sometimes the brand split kind of hurts the company in a way, um, because then you have like certain titles can only be defended on one show, blah blah blah. You know what I mean? Like you don't have just have one roster together and then just have two shows. Like you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and I mean look at the AEW; it's working out perfectly fine. Yeah, with them. like they I don't, just, they don't have a brand split. Yeah, I pray they never even like think of doing something like that because yeah. it's just. If it, if it works, like if it's not broken, like the need to fix it. Only thing I would say for AEW that I'd be like, okay, this is totally fine, is if they had a like this title is only defended on Rampage, like a Rampage TV title or something. We don't need that. There's already the TNT title. But if you're gonna have them on two different, like we are as of right now, we are going to end up having Rampage is gonna be on TNT next year. And Dynamite's going to be on TBS. So if the TNT title is on the TBS show, that it's, doesn't make sense. I think that's nitpicking at points because the TNT title's also been on defense on pay-per-view. And that's not yeah. on TNT. And it's also, yeah. TBS is under the Warner brand. It's still turned. Just call it a TV title. Um, I don't have an issue I don't know. with calling I'm it a cool, title. Yeah, I'm cool with that because I feel like it's a staple title now. Like, yeah, it's associated with guys, it. There's a lot of guys and like a lot of people in AEW that... You know, have that title as their most prestigious title. Like they, they put it over the world's title sometimes. Like just how they talk about stuff. Like like Cody yeah, I mean now Cody, Cody talks Cody about it now because Cody is Cody can't challenge for the world title. Yeah, I, yeah, like exactly. Makes it feels like it's the top prize in wrestling without. Yeah, I mean like it. yeah, I mean the world title is the world title. Obviously, I'm not taking anything away from that. No, no but like I the world that's going to be the biggest prize. No, like, and the TNT feels. Like, like almost like equal. Yeah. yeah, it feels yeah. like yeah. the way it they present it. doesn't feel like just like an IC US title. No, I, I was going to say, I mean, people, there are some wrestlers who have made it the T, the TNT, or the IC title feel like it's just a big deal. Oh, it's their sure. like, like the Miz, Ziggler, when they were at yeah. their prime. Yeah, but the issue is the company doesn't view it as that. Yeah. Whereas AW yeah. views the TNT title that's as fair. like an important thing. Yeah, that's fair. So, um, yeah, but we'll see what happens with Bianca. But regardless, we are all very anti this treatment. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, we have gold medalist winners come out. Tamira, Tamara Mensa, and Gable Stevenson. And they came out, posed, and that was it. Yeah. We went this was real trends of just American music playing in the background. Oh, yeah, brother. And we had Pat, I think it was Pat McAfee talking about how Gable is uh, eyeing up, either, uh, he's got offers from four NFL teams. The UFC. The UFC, Bellator, and uh, maybe even WWE in his future. Um, Who knows? Which has mainly just been Gable tweeting out it multiple times to Vince and WWE to sign him. Sure. Um, and Kurt Angle apparently saying that he's the next big thing in wrestling. Could be. Yeah. Drew McIntyre versus Jinder Mahal. This was short, and that's all that matters. Drew won with the Claymore. That was that. After the match, Beer and Shanky came down to check on Jinder. McIntyre grabbed his sword and started swinging it at them. This is a baby face who was literally almost, out, almost trying to murder people at this point. This was possibly yeah. attempted murder of people trying to check on their friends. <laughs> yeah, Drew McIntyre, baby face, everybody. It just shows how stupid this story has been. Yeah, this dude is dumb. And this just needs to be over with. <laughs> There's no reason for this to continue. Yeah. Well, hey man, they announced Extreme Rules is the next pay-per-view. Oh, and you know what? Absolutely. The sword is a weapon. We could get a sword match. Oh, <laughs> we also forgot to talk about what they followed the Becky Lynch and. Uh, Was that when they announced match. it? Right after that. Okay. We got the reveal of the return of a legendary event. Yeah, let me pull this up so I get the date right. Um, well, so, while you pull that up, I, okay. I, this one, I just came up with something in my head that I see WWE do with the sword match. Oh, so no. it'll be kind of like a. a like a pole match, a pole match, but on the outside of the ring, get this, okay? Two wrestlers start in the ring, but on the outside of the ring, the sword is in a fake rock, okay? And the first person to pull the sword out of the rock wins the match. Definitely see something like that. Oh, I was gonna say, <laughs> it could be like the the uh, Alexa Bliss versus Bailey uh, kendo stick on a pole, where if you pull it off. You're the only one who's allowed to use it. Oh, yeah. So Drew can just oh, okay. yep, start yep. cutting people up. Yep, but exactly. if he drops it, Ginger can't use it. Yes, just respectfully let it drop. That's right. That's fair. Um, so as Ryan was saying, they announced that Crown Jewel will be returning uh, from Saudi Arabia in October. It is officially <clears throat> October 21st. Yes, October 21st. Um, no. So that's, I feel uh, like that with that date, I feel like that might just be the pay per view for that month for October. Yeah, because yeah, there's so, no rules though. Right, and what you're called Extreme Rules is the 26th of, of October. Why so, isn't there September? September, September, September. Cell just happened. Yeah, Hamasa happened in uh, June, yeah. June or July. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's possible, which is weird, uh, but who knows. Um, so that was that. Moving on, we went into the Raw Women's Triple Threat match. This was Charlotte Flair versus Nikki Ash versus Rhea Ripley. I will say this was the first time on the show that like a match actually was, I don't know, somewhat entertaining to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought for what it was, I again haven't enjoyed this story. I thought all three women like actually worked hard to do something here. Um, Charlotte always brings it in big matches like this, so as much as people hate on her booking, she's always consistent. Um, Rhea looked good. Nikki also looked pretty good. Again, hate her gimmick, but she gives good performances. 
Um, so I thought they had a pretty solid triple threat here. Nothing like really special. This wasn't to the level of Charlotte and Rhea at Money in the Bank, um, which was like excellent. This just is. This was good. I'll say it was good. Um, but the ending was not good. Charlotte won via submission Yikes. with the figure eight, tapping out Nikki Cross to become the new Raw Women's Championship. Why did? Oh, she's the championship. Yeah, why Why did Nikki Cross win this in the first place if we're just going to give it right back to Charlotte? Absolutely no sense. The women are now also without a money in the bank holder. So the women's division also becomes less interesting there. So uh, ending this, awful. Match itself, pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm not really excited to see Charlotte as champion on Raw because most likely Nikki's just going to challenge her again. So we're just going to get their feud. I feel like I we're going to continue the... No, Rhea, Rhea has no claim to the title. At this she point. didn't get pinned. Or she shouldn't have been in the match to begin with, and she got pinned on Raw. She got pinned by Charlotte on she Raw. She never got her rematch. That's she why. She doesn't need a fucking rematch. Get oh, her out of here. She, she's awful on Raw. She doesn't deserve to be in this title picture. Get, get her off of TV for like a month to give her a reset, and then bring her back when they do the brand split. Move her to SmackDown or something. She'd be more interesting. Well, there. if it's got to be a baby face, I guess bring back Asuka finally. Asuka... Dana, yeah. Dana Brooke. No, she's not. Dude, a, Dana, that's, Dana think about it. They don't have any. They don't really have a challenger for Oscar, or Oscar for Charlotte. Um, the only besides Oscar, the only thing I could think of is if Raquel Gonzalez loses to yeah, loses to Dakota. Yeah, she is the baby face. They could always bring her up. So yeah, they could do that's that. That's an option. What do you do after that? <laughs> no idea. Absolutely no idea. I feel like they're running out of like I don't know. The they needed a reset. They need a draft reset thing. Because it's been a while since the last one, right? I think so. Yeah. I'm going to look up real quick if they've had, they actually announced a draft. I don't think they have. Draft 2021. I think there's just people saying that it's back to October. Uh, Andrew Zarian has it reported that the draft will take place over the August 30th episode of Monday Night Raw and the September 3rd episode of SmackDown. Um, they haven't announced anything, so unless they say it on Raw, I'm going to assume that that's just not the case at this point. Yeah. People have reported since then that it's going to be later. So um, unless I, that's the I, same, I, unless he's saying it new. Um, let's see. I found one from Sportskita from July 18th. Um, they say August 30th to September 3rd as well. Yeah. So, um, oh, never mind. Update from Andrews area in October first and fourth, or October fourth and eighth. So it's one of those two. So October seems to be when we're getting the brand split, or not brand split, the the draft or reshuffle, whatever you want to call it. So still some time. Um, anyway, moving forward, we go to Edge versus Seth Rollins. Finally, uh, this was the match I was looking forward to most on the card, and thankfully it delivered. They had a re- as expected. That Seth and Edge had a pretty solid match. We also got a. Fantastic entrance. Yeah, Edge came out, um, the lights went out in the arena, and the brood music started playing, and we got the old school brood entrance with the fire and Edge coming up on an elevator. Absolutely wonderful. He walks down, uh, stops like halfway on the ramp, the lights go out again, and then uh, Metalingus plays. Yeah, good transit. That was a great uh, yeah, transition. This was, a, this was definitely a top tier WWE entrance for yeah. quite some time. This was this was great. Um, yeah, it was just missing the, the, the cool pyro. At least he had fire. Yeah, he didn't he did get the fire. He did get fire for it. But there was zero fire. Like that. that's just so weird. His whole show. Yeah, yeah, weird. yeah, for SummerSlam and like in a huge arena. I don't know what the ruling was. I think it was just the setup. Yeah, probably. Yeah, 
yeah. they did it. They, they put it too close together. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, anyway, not really going to go through this whole match, but it was, again, as expected, it was really good. In terms of, if you're going to watch like one match from the pay-per-view, I'd probably recommend Edge and Seth. Yeah, I think this was easily the best match of the entire show. Yeah, if you're, again, the only two matches I would actively recommend to people would be this and the main event with Cena and Reigns. Um, and then close third, probably the women's triple threat. Yeah. But um, by far, Edge and Rollins, uh, yeah. again, these are two... As expected. Rollins is still, again, everybody's opinion on Seth Rollins has probably changed over the last couple of years. He's still like one of the best wrestlers. Mm-hmm. And Edge... Because since he came back, has consistently delivered good performances. Um, he doesn't have a bad match that I can think of. Edge? Since he's come back? Yeah. Well, at least for me. I know everybody else in our group kind of liked it. But the, the oh. last man standing match with Randy that was like 47 minutes at WrestleMania. I enjoyed that. I remember we all talked about that and everybody was shocked I didn't like that. Yeah. I was not. That was up there for like your worst match of the year, right? No, no, no. no. Oh. That was just. Oh no, it was up for other people's match of the, the year. And I was, really I was just like, absolutely not. Yeah. Um, so, but yes, other other than that, Edge has been consistently great um, when coming back. And even in that match, he had a good performance. He just paced way too slow. Yeah, that's fair. Um, what do you guys have to say about this? I thought this was, like I said, the best match of the show by far. It makes sense. Both of them work really well. This is, this is the match we talked about on the prediction show that we were most looking forward to when Edge came back. Most of us wanted the Seth versus Edge match. It made sense storyline reasons with Ed, uh, Seth threatening to end uh, or like paralyze Edge uh, in t- twenty fourteen during Seth's best heel run. Um, it's just all signs have been leading to this. It felt like and like the video package for this, I thought was really good, highlighting like the history leading up to this uh, some of their promos they're both fantastic on the mic for the most part um, and yeah this was just a really fun good match and it felt good to watch this match I was going to break this up but I'll wait Joey if you want to say anything then I'll share something with you all yeah um, I would say this is my favorite match of the night honestly um, I think this uh, match was a bright very very bright spot uh, on a show that had some very questionable things happen um, and it's it's kind of a reminder that you know when WWE wants to like you know apply themselves and and, and book something right with these two guys um, that it can work you know mm-hmm. sometimes like you know Punk said it best, you know, wrestling, pro wrestling doesn't need to be overproduced and, and, and like, you know, kind of like how we see, you know, you just let it be organic, you know, and just let it come naturally. And uh, I think Seth and, and uh, Edge have great chemistry together in the ring. And uh, I'm glad that we finally got to see this match because, like, I feel like everyone, you know, everyone wanted to see this match. But, like, you know, we always thought we weren't going to ever see it because, you know, Edge was going to come back and then soon as he came back and as soon as he came back all, all like in my head I was just like alright cool Seth versus Edge like we're gonna finally get to see that cause like when you know someone comes back and you think about all the dream matches and that's the dream match that like I wanted to see personally and I feel like a lot of people wanted to see it so yeah okay 
Um, so what I uh, saw and started giggling to myself when Ryan was talking is the John Cena SummerSlam 21 Gold NFT that's on sale. There's only 500 of them. Oh, God. I can't really show it to you all because this is in the video podcast, but I'm going to show it to you guys so you guys can see what this NFT is. Uh, so it is a 15-second clip. Good. Okay. And it is... It's this. Uh, so for those who watched the pay-per-view tonight, you'll know John Cena came out with New Gear, where it's inspired by Super Mario Bros. 3. This NFT sees the John Cena character sprite fly onto the screen, stay in front of a card, and then fly away. He also does the You Can't See Me taunt. Mm-hmm. Um, this is priced for $1,000. Oh, my um, God. There's only 500 available. However, it's not a regular NFT because you also get a prize pack, a John Cena... Uh, merchandise box personally curated by John Cena which includes a t-shirt individually numbered with a sewn on label, a hat, a set of wristbands, a towel, a signed printed piece, a poster, and an exclusive mini version of his signature title. Um, so this is this is what you get in here. You get all this stuff. What is the signature $1,000? $1,000? I don't think so, but I don't understand. The signature title is $300, maybe? It's the spinner. It's the spinner belt, but it's on orange like felt. And it's oh. and it's small. Like, yeah, it's how mid- small mid- is it? I don't though? know. It doesn't say the size. Um, what's your call? You can call me. You can give me Boomer of the Week if you want to. I will never understand NFTs and why they're so expensive. Yeah, I, speaking, that's a weird flex. Speaking of Boomer of the Week, it's Saturday, Ron. Well, it's Sunday now. Who is Boomer of the Week? Well, I said that I was saving Boomer of the Week for tonight because I wanted to see if Bill Goldberg would win. And if he did win, he was immediately, him and WWE were going to get it. That didn't happen. Um, honestly, I know we mentioned something on the Raw podcast. I don't, I think it was just me saying, like, Bill Goldberg should be it because of his promo or something. Was it about the promo or was it about him with his son? It might have been Always him and his son. His son. I don't know. Or I don't, his son was, like, posing at the end and then Bill did something. I feel yeah, like I don't remember. <laughs> so you want to just give it to Goldberg? I, I do. I do want to give it to Goldberg, but I'm not going to give it to Goldberg. Okay, what are you giving it to? I want to give it to WWE Creative. For the decision on Bianca, Bianca, yeah, that's probably fair because th- this goes back to the the boomer idea that we can't create stars, so let's just give a title to somebody who's already been a star in the company. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's like a comfort thing; like they can't, they just gotta keep on going back to what they're used to. Gotta go back to the well until it's dry and when it's dry, keep on going. To be fair, you guys are acting like, well, at least how you're talking about it. You're acting like Becky Lynch is like this old washed up town. No, no. She's the most over person in the company. No, no, (laughs) but that's that's the thing. But I I don't think that Again, she shouldn't have squashed her. No, No, but but like putting the title on Becky I don't think is an inherently bad decision. No, but, but... In the situation. In the situation, yes, but I think you should word it better at that point. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, again, fair. putting a title on Becky Lynch is not a bad decision. No, yeah, it's just going, the circumstances. Going this, and, yeah, and going to the idea done. of squashing something. Yeah, I also listen. Think, if they had like an actual match, 
I yes. feel like we would just be talking. This wouldn't even be a conversation. Like I also think it's worth noting right. that you can give it to WWE, not for that, but for stacking SmackDown so hard against Raw because SmackDown now has Becky Lynch, Roman Reigns, and Brock Lesnar, Edge, Seth Rollins, mm-hmm. Big E, uh, technically, you have Sasha Banks, Bianca. It just feels like SmackDown is such Bailey um, when Bailey whenever back. she comes back. The Mysterios, the Usos. It just feels like again SmackDown feels the like the three call ups that they've done. Yeah, again, you wouldn't have this issue if you just had one roster and didn't have this brand split. Yeah, you know um, what I mean, like it, I think it, it's the I think you know just looking back at things because like you know when you get used to like one thing in wrestling because when you know it was just WWE like that was like the main wrestling show before AEW. That you would watch on television, you know. Um, of course, you know, like Impact TNA was on Spike back in the day, um, but you know, you're just used to how they run things. But then, what, like, fast forward in 2021, think about it, the whole Raw versus SmackDown thing is kind of dumb because they work for the same company, and it's just like, I, you know, what I mean, it's just like they're, they're making it like they're making like NXT, Raw, SmackDown, like. But they're all one company. You know what I mean, like they're all employed by one company, and it's just like I don't know. While I do agree with that, I will just say the how. most the most entertaining time I've had watching WWE was during the twenty sixteen like twenty seventeen brand split era. SmackDown was on another level with being headlined by Cena, Ambrose, and Styles. And yeah. then you had the mid card IC title with. Uh, Miz and Ziggler having like an all-time great IC feud, and then you had the SmackDown tag division that had like the Usos when they first turned heel, uh, American Alpha, the Wyatt family mm-hmm. with Orton and Wyatt, uh, Slater and Rhino, the yeah. Headbangers. Yeah, dude, I feel like that's just like a lost time. I feel like we're never gonna get back to that. No, era. I don't think we like will. that was. That I was, think that was like the last like golden era for WWE. Hundred percent was like really good. I like, wouldn't say that the like. The way you guys are making it out to be is like WWE can never recover from what they're doing. And this I'm is, not saying they can't recover. WWE is about to die. No, no, I'm not saying that. No, I'm just saying say that, that I, for me personally, I think all I they... said was that it was the most entertaining time for me as a fan. No, but but, but this Joey just said we're, we're never going to get to that level again. I don't think you will. I ever in the don't. history of well, WWE, the direction, the billion dollar company, the direction, the direction they're, they're going, they're going no. in with this whole less wrestling, more. Entertainment. Also, I don't think we're getting back to that. Also, just look at the ratings compared to it from that. I don't it think we're going to get back. As long as, as Angelo has constantly cool. pointed out, every sport in general has been plummeting. Like there, there's not like a single sport that you you can go s- since streaming has started. Yeah, but you that is like up. Yeah, but like that, like for NFL, they have like Red Zone or the NFL Network where you can watch games, and that's not for cable. This is like their just audience isn't there. NFL Network's on cable. Oh, is it? Okay. Well, well you, you, it's a premium channel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a premium thing. But it's like grouped in with other things. Right, well, regardless, it it's pretty like. I think it's. I'm not even talking point. about the rating aspect. I'm talking about the ratings. I, I'm personally not talking about the rating aspect of it. I'm talking about how it's. How the direction they're going in is like less wrestling and more entertainment. But you could say that about the mid two thousand, the late mid two thousands, when they swapped to the PG era. Yeah, you could. And they recovered. WWE yeah. has always been like wrestling in general has always had these yeah. highs 
and lose. Yeah, but th- I feel like current day wrestling is the lowest. WWE of, of also, WWE is like really low. Like, I can't remember also, the last time they've been this low. They also didn't get managed like this, where they're doing mass releases on a regularly scheduled. That is basis. true. Morale has to be like all time low. Yeah. They're releasing big name talents like Bray like, Wyatt, Aleister Black. They failed to re-sign Daniel Bryan. CM and, Punk has come back to wrestling in another company. And Nick Khan doesn't feel like a wrestling fan. Like, he feels just he like doesn't, a business he, guy. But neither like, was Vince. Like, Vince has gone yeah, but, on record numerous times that he views WWE as a business first. That's fair. But at the same time... But, yeah, but I think, like, he obviously has some kind of attachment to wrestling. Like, 100% like, he does. Nick Look Khan, how long he's been. Nick Khan just, like, sounds just, like, strictly business. If you, like, just see what he's been doing. Like, talking about like, doing budget cuts and, like, all that stuff. I and, think like, that it, if... If this whole thing is with how everybody, there seems to be a lot of people saying that, that speculating that this is leading to a WWE sale. I mean, except Nick Khan. Nick Khan has said, kind of pushed it aside. But you'd say that. Yeah. Like, you're not going to say, yeah, we're selling. We're, we're trying to sell our company because that would kill the, like, the stock price of your thing would plummet. Yeah. And then if you are in the midst of talking with a sale, then the price goes down because. Your value is down, um, so that makes sense that he's like, oh, "We're not trying to sell." All right, what's your what's your point? If a big company like a Universal, a Disney, like the different people that keep on getting mentioned, would buy into this, if they buy into it, it can bring in new life, and it can maybe stop the the cutting of big names. The key, word, the key word is could. Yeah. It could or, also or go it could in the have. opposite direction. Mm-hmm. That's just because they buy it, somebody buys into the company and makes changes doesn't mean they're good changes. I guess it no. depends on who buys it. Yeah. yeah. Well, it depends what on their intentions are. Exactly. But it, if, if you are a Disney, if you are a Universal, you're not buying into it to destroy it. I'm not saying that they are intentionally destroying it, but no, they could make I their mean, own they, changes. They could yes. literally target a certain audience. That's fair. And That's fair. Like, children. <laughs> Yeah, if Disney, if Disney, and they Disney, can just make it even more. If like, Disney bought the company and was like, "Oh, we're gonna make it rated G and put it on and just try to focus on children's wrestling content," and well, that would grow, kids, that would com- that would end WWE. No, it wouldn't. They would probably put it on the network. Uh, they're not the network. I should say it'd be on like Disney Plus as a Disney Plus exclusive. It would, it would still be, be around. Kids would watch it, but but Channel. that goes to my point where they would probably never recover. No, in, you, in wouldn't, you wouldn't. Wrestling aspect, you, and you, like yeah. a professional wrestling. Nobody aspect. would view it as what it is. Yeah. So, anyways, this has gotten off topic. Uh, okay. We get the announcement. We get the announcement of the wrestling. Uh, of how many people are in attendance? They say it's fifty-one thousand three hundred twenty-six. <laughs> WrestleTix put out the official thing. These damn liars. <laughs> it was uh, sold for. Uh, tickets distributed were forty-five thousand six hundred and ninety tickets. I don't even know what. I feel saying. like they always do this. I they feel do. like they, they always do this. They Again, do this. it's nothing new. It's just what they're gonna do. If every comp- every sport does this, and I not just, to not to this extent, but yeah. just because you sold that amount of tickets doesn't mean that there weren't more people there because lots of sports give tickets away. Yeah, but like regardless, I still feel like boasting about the number of people there that like. Isn't like the number of tickets sold? I, like, but they don't say the amount of tickets we sold is this. No, it's but just I've, the attendance. Yeah, but I still feel like uh, again, you're boasting. You're, it's not even like adding that much more. You're adding like 
like and this, is, this isn't as egregious no, that this isn't the egregious nature of like the WrestleMania where they claim they had like eighty thousand people in an arena that could only hold like forty thousand. No, my, where they literally right. doubled. No, it. my right. issue. Right. My, my issue. Unless they got people sitting on each other's laps. My issue like, with this is that they only boosted it by like five thousand. It was forty six thousand. So they put it by. What it probably is is they gave a lot of tickets away, like five thousand tickets away. But why not just bra- why not why not just why not just boot. Yeah, boast about the numbers of tickets you sold. But Forty-five thousand tickets selling that in a pandemic is still really yeah. fucking impressive. Yeah. yeah. So, is saying, "Oh, we got five thousand extra people." Who's bragging about this? Yeah. No, nobody. It doesn't mm. matter because it just makes it look like if, if anybody goes to actually look at the sales numbers, it just looks like you're lying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, just, it's just weird. One of the worst segments of the night, we have John Morrison and Miz show up in the water <laughs> truck. <laughs> they come down the ring and start talking about the moistness and oh how it's dry God. in Las Vegas. They talk about the Dripstick 2000 and how neither of them brought it. Xavier Woods then comes into the ring dressed as Razor Ramon. For no reason. No reason at all. And then sprays them down with the water gun. And that was it. This was a waste of fucking time. And he also said, survey says numerous times for no apparent reason. I don't know. This? Um, they could have ad- They could have uh, cut this. And they could have cut the Rick Boogs Nakamura thing, and they could have cut Eva Marie and Alexa Bliss and given so much time to Becky and Bianca, but no, we, we needed need to, to do this. We also need to go back, because you totally forgot the greatest moment of the night, which is Tiffany Haddish. No, we don't need to talk about that. Tiffany Haddish made a... She slipped up and said the United States... No, 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 no. She said that uh, Damian Priest has become the first ever national champion. Yeah, I... That doesn't matter. It's a slip up from somebody who's not a wrestling fan. She should have been like instructed. That's better, the issue is that the, you you have like WWE has a plethora of backstage interviews. It's whatever. Nobody's gonna remember this. They had a, they had a celebrity on the pay per view. It looks good for them. Yeah. Non WWE fans who like Tiffany Haddish aren't gonna clown her for saying national champion. Bobby Lashley versus Goldberg for the WWE Championship. What a fucking match this was. Both of them come on out here. They stare at each other. Lashley um, goes for something, but Goldberg counters and does a, like a jumping shoulder block at him. Which looked good. It looked, it looked like a shoulder block. Dude. It was good for Goldberg, I'm, who is very emotional. Dude, I'm not going to sit here and suck the guy's cock about doing a I fucking shoulder okay, block. Okay, I, I, guess, I guess that me saying... One move look good is me sucking someone's cock over it. Okay. You're getting way too defensive on a podcast. It's fine. It was a it was a shoulder block. It's not something I'm gonna say like looked good. It's not something that we should compliment him on for hitting a basing wrestling maneuver. He hits a couple moves. He does a body slam, which the commentary calls beautiful. He hits a world's strongest slam. <laughs> He hits a couple clotheslines. Lashley hits a disgusting-looking STO on him that I don't know whose fault this was. It just looked like they did not have any connection on this. Um, Lashley then hit a couple spears, um, and I think it's raining outside. Sounds like music. I don't know. It, it, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> anyway... Um, he had some spears. Goldberg does like a full 360 flip on one of them. <laughs> uh, MVP hits the back of his funny. leg with a cane, and then he has a super delayed reaction. Dude. And starts selling it. Like, and it barely looks like he even touched it. It was a little game. tap to the back. You also <laughs> forgot how Goldberg picked up Lashley when he went up to the top rope. Threw him and almost oh, dropped shit, yeah. on his Lashley head. had to work to tuck, that, to tuck was, that flip, like yeah, to save it, his own yeah, like yeah, neck. Dude. Have, like broken his neck on that. Like that he's not bad. used to taking those bumps. Um, 
outside of the ring. Bobby hit like a chop block and then kept him on over doing stuff. Kept on running Gold or having Goldberg in his arms and slamming him into the post. Yeah. So eventually, never count. Eventually, they got back in the ring. Bill is continually selling the leg damage. And he can't keep going. We get ref stoppage. Wow, that's a first. Ref stoppage. What a what a good decision to do, dude. That might be the first ever uh, in Goldberg's career that he ever loses a match. Ref stoppage, hundred percent. Yeah, wow, he's down bad, dude. What it doesn't end. It doesn't end after the match. Lashley gets a chair and then starts going after Goldberg's uh, Goldberg's leg. Starts killing him. Gage Goldberg runs in and jumps on Bobby Lashley, to which Bobby Lashley puts uh, puts fifteen year old Gage Goldberg in the hurt lock. MVP then has to stop him, gets a mic and starts saying that there's no way Lashley could have known it was Gage. Bill crawls over to him and starts screaming at Lashley as him and MVP leave, and that was the fucking match. Um, and then. <laughs> I, I think the best part is that commentary didn't say <laughs> his age. Uh, commentary says, well, sophomore in high school, Gage Goldberg shouldn't have jumped in the ring like that, but that's messed up a Bobby to do to a sophomore in high school. And it's like, kid just at the age. It's not a normal thing to be like, sophomore in high school, Gage Goldberg. Yeah, no, that's a fair point. That's actually is, that's a fair critique. I'll give it to also, you. it's the same thing with like Miz and Morrison's like stupid two, the uh, dripstick two thousand, where they're like, it's a state of the art water shooting device. Just it it's the same thing from WrestleMania. Where yep. Cole said box like structure instead of box or, or Jack in the box. Yeah, fucking. Anyway, this goes this goes my worst match in like this was yes. disgusting. This was a world championship match. The only good thing is that Bobby Lashley retained, but the finish was awful. Uh, and it feels like there's gonna be more. Yeah, it feels like as you and Rob both said while we were watching, it feels like this is gonna happen in Saudi Arabia and Goldberg wins. So yay. <laughs> anyway, they announced Extreme Rules is for September twenty sixth. Uh, it still has all the imagery of like the horror show. They were like talk. It made it seem like the horror show, but it was just called Extreme Rules. It's so. the same colors and everything. Yeah. But they also announced Money in the Bank next oh, year yeah, at Allegiant Stadium, July fourth, Allegiant Stadium. Yeah. So or July fourth weekend. Yeah, so that's a big deal. Yeah. Um, and then this sent us to our main event: John Cena versus Roman Reigns. As expected, the crowd was very into this. Um, Excuse me. They were very, very behind John Cena to a level I don't think anybody would have predicted a couple of years ago. Um, Roman's completely over as a heel, and they were again backing the baby face and not sharing the heel, which is pretty nice to see here. Yeah, about time. Um, again, this pretty solid match, pretty standard stuff, um, but it works. Everything doesn't need to be so overly complicated. Um, it's just two like wrestlers that have pretty basic move sets, but told a good story. And there was no crate. There was no interference. No, yeah, all. there was no interference from the Usos or Heyman. It was just a clean match, it, which make to me makes Roman look even stronger. Agreed, hundred um, percent. The big thing here was the big attitude adjustment through the announce table from Cena. Um, he put him back in. That got a two count. Um, we got Cena's favorite, Ryan's favorite Cena move, the STO or STF. STF. Sorry, FC. I'm thinking of Bobby Lashley still. Yeah. The STF, which I know you love. It's, it looks so bad. He never locks the arms around the wrestler. Yeah. Um, 
We had a bunch of Superman punches from Roman. Um, he went for a spear once. That didn't happen. But uh, when he came back later on with a, uh, another spear, it was enough. Uh, we also had an avalanche AA that got a big two fall, two count. Um, am I missing anything? I think the big thing is Roman kicked out of three finishers. Three finishers, and, and John only took one spear. And it, was it. it protects the spear really well. Roman looks like an absolute monster that can defeat Cena by himself. Um, and I know that some people might not like what's happening next, but oh boy, am I excited for it. Joey? Not about the after. What about the match? Uh, uh, the match was good. You know, Cena... Cena looks good. He looked good here. Um, I like his appearance. Again, he looks better with the with long, like, longer hair. More like, you know, modern hair. Not no, uh, Not like the military, like, buzz cut. Thing. No, uh, no comment. To... No comment on the lack of Peacemaker. Yeah, you know, I always had, I had in my head that he was going to have a special entrance um, as Peacemaker. That would have been cool. Um, <laughs> the only reason they did show him I mean, as Peacemaker in the, in the video match. Yeah, I knew that it wasn't, wasn't going to happen because it's not like WWE was like openly like promoting, promoting this. Yeah, his movie. Like they hadn't even really acknowledged that he was even in a movie uh, as Peacemaker. So yeah, I'd say it was a it's a good match. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it, really. After the match. Yeah, uh, Roman celebrating in the ring, and Brock Lesnar's music hits to a monster ovation. Big Daddy Brock comes out with his ponytail and his facial hair. Joey was not a fan of the look. <laughs> he looks stupid. It looks rough. It, it looks know. rough. But it's really dumb, dude. Like, is that what he thinks like a good guy looks like? I don't like. What is he trying to do? I think it's probably like a Viking type. Look. Well, hey, you, you know, he he is a former Viking. On the I will be interested to see if he comes back, like when he wrestles, if he has like new gear or anything. Oh, I hope so. It'd be pretty fitting if he changed. Yeah, he's gonna still have that Jimmy John's logo. I'm sure you could put it somewhere. But <laughs> yeah, he, no, he, no, he doesn't need that. No, no, he pulled, he pulled the CM Punk and got Jimmy John's tattoo right on his. We just go to his like old tight, like his old like you know. If anything, I wouldn't be from when he first debuted. His little no, like, underwear. Cool. Well, he can't wear those tights anymore because I don't know if you've heard Michael Cole. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Michael Coles, Coles. with a very high-pitched voice, says, Pat, Theo, look at the size of Brock. (laughs) This is the strangest call of the Dude, I like Michael Cole, and I think he's a really, I think he's probably one of the, like, best commentators in the game. Him and Pat have been so good together. But, but, but Michael Cole, I think in, like, certain situations and moments, should probably just didn't shut say up! Anything. No, Just shut up! Like let, let the return, like let let it marinate. If you're gonna like say something, try to like say something that doesn't sound like you're like, grasping for air, that's losing how, your voice. Like that line sounded like something that Pat McAfee would say because it's silly and goofy. See, I thought that not was former war correspondent. <laughs> like, what is wrong with his voice? That man like needed water or something because it was like it was at the time on Dynamite when Jr. Literally, like, couldn't stop calling. Oh my <laughs> god! And, and then, then the guy, and then there was also the time where Jr.'s like voice was just gone. <laughs> dude, it was gone, and then he just came back. I guess he got some water, but yeah, that was dude. It's just anyways. Like, Brock came back. It appears Brock is being positioned as a babyface against heel Roman Reigns, head of the table with 
uh, Haman likely playing a part in this story. Haman was apologizing to Brock, and I said to the guys, all I need is another segment, like 100% of walrus. 100% of walrus. Greatest video ever. Just, Paul just Haman YouTube on the ground, crying, begging for forgiveness. Is, is, is. Whoever is listening to this, go to YouTube. I don't know if it's still up. Uh, it might be. Just try to go to YouTube anyway and type in Paul Heyman is 100% a walrus, and you will never, ever regret it. I don't know how to spell walrus. W A L R U S. What? Are you the animal guy? Yep, there it is. It's still there. Um. Oh, it doesn't look like it is. Yeah, I figured. I'm pretty sure I looked for it a year or two ago. No, oh, that's a shame. You guys Anyways, missed out. While Ryan's still looking for that, Joey, what would you rate this show, buddy? And mm. uh, favorite and least favorite matches for those who may have forgotten. Okay. Um. So favorite match would be uh, Rollins and Edge. I think that was uh, really great, honestly. Um, I'd give that like four stars. Okay. I think it was really good. Um, the least would still be Eva. Eva and, and Bliss because Eva is just really bad. Mm-hmm. Like I don't even know why she's back. I don't know why they keep bringing her back. No this is idea. Her second time back. Um, and she doesn't seem like she's like getting any better in the ring. Like she's literally Order on the mic. She is. I feel awful like she doesn't even care. Like she's just like. Is worried about her looks and her appearance and stuff. I feel like she doesn't really care about wrestling. Um, and you know, Bliss. I think Bliss. I actually like Bliss. Like I like Alexa Bliss. I've always been a fan of Alexa Bliss. But this character is just not it. She was just like thrown. I feel like she was like thrown this character from Bray because Bray was obviously you know getting his release and stuff. And it's like here you go. We need someone with this character because like oh it was so over. But that was the thing, Bray character was over, but Alexa isn't going to she's not getting the same reaction you know what I mean, like, that's not that's not how that works, like um, so I'd say that was the least um, uh, this is tough uh, to rate the show because there was, you know I feel like there was some very questionable things in the show, and like, this was not one of the best Summer Slams I've ever seen at all. I would say it's pretty weak. Give it whatever rating you feel is fair. Um, I'm just going to go with a just thumbs in the middle. Okay. I'm going to give it a middle rating. Um, middle rating. That's what I'm going to give it. Okay. Ryan, I'm asking you the same thing. Give me your favorite, least favorite match and your rating for the show. My favorite match was Edge versus Rollins. I kind of spelled that out already. Least favorite was Goldberg versus Lashley. Um, although I felt that parts of it were very comedic with how bad. Yeah, but that's so not that, what they were going for. Right. right. Um, but that helped me personally, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't um, laugh at Alexa Wilson, Eva's match. And I'm going to give this a thumbs in the middle because I like where the titles are going at this point if that makes sense mm-hmm. minus the Raw Women's Championship like this, the Smackdown titles that's fine with the Usos because again I didn't realize that the Street Profits were on Smackdown so that's a fine match um, Roman and Brock really excited for that because um, they have really good matches together for the most part I'm going to cut you off real quick 
Are you still excited at the prospect of Roman and Brock when you think about the fact that this is 100% going to happen in Saudi Arabia for a show you probably won't watch? It's definitely not Mania at this point because no, because no. this is August and they're setting it up now. No, no way, yeah, no way they're having to go that. Could long. it be Extreme Rules? No, it's going to be Saudi Arabia. It could. Arabia. I said they need a money match. They could do it they twice. Go. They could do a rematch. Yeah, I wouldn't but be it's shocked. definitely going to be in Saudi Arabia. The only issue I have with this is if Brock takes the title off of him. Like I'm cool with babyface Brock. I think it's interesting. But I don't think Brock should be taking the title off. No, I don't either. But I'm worried it will. Yeah. But if they do it in Saudi Arabia, I think Brock won't. I think it means Brock's only back for a short time. That's fair. So that's my hope. Anyway, sorry. Um, I'm the only... Yeah, I guess I should rephrase it from the Raw women's title to both women's titles. Because, again, we, while we don't watch SmackDown, Bianca's had some pretty good matches from what we've seen. And this kills her momentum. And while you can say that it's a fresh matchup, did it need to go down like this? Like, it feels silly. Um, and, unfortunately, I don't see Becky dropping it back to Bianca. Which means, most likely, we're going to get Becky versus Sasha if Sasha gets healthy. Or, we're going to get Becky versus the heels of SmackDown, which are Zelina Vega, who hasn't won a match since returning. And Carmella, who's been in the title picture since after Mania. And has lost every single time. So... That kind of sucks. But for the most part, everything else, I, like the title pictures look good. Yeah. I'm excited for what Damian Priest can do if this straightens out his character. Bobby continues to look like a monster. Yeah. Yeah. Bobby Schmurder, right? Mm-hmm. Joey, you were giggling. What are you giggling about over there? Ah, uh, no, it was just a tweet I saw. It's just a video. It's funny. You don't want to share with the class? Nah, it's fine, sorry. Okay. Excuse okay. my giggling. Okay. Yeah, only Pat's allowed to giggle on here. Yeah, when I see John Cena NFTs. <laughs> Alright, I guess one thousand dollars John Cena. Yeah. Alright, I'll wrap this up. Um my thoughts on this show, I'm gonna be honest with it. It is ten matches or eleven to, well, I didn't watch the eleventh, right? Correct. Yeah, so I'll take that off. So ten matches for me. I actively enjoyed three of them. That's not even half the show. I'm giving it a thumbs down. But Pat, look at the size of them. <laughs> no. Coming out of this show, I'm not even excited for Raw, which, you're coming out of a pay-per-view, you're supposed to be excited for the TV you're going to watch. I'm not. Where does Lashley go from here? And if it's a Goldberg rematch, I don't want that. Damian Priest's challengers are probably going to be the Miz and John Morrison at this point, or a rematch with Sheamus. Sheamus, sure. Miz and Morrison, absolutely the fuck not. The Raw Tag Titles, we're going to get a rematch probably with RK Bro and AJ and Omos. I don't need that because I don't really care for Omos. And as I said before, I don't really care for Charlotte as champion. On SmackDown side, Becky's champ, so that breathes some life into that division. Uh, Brock's back, so that's some big news. Their tag division's still pretty empty. Um, and it just made, like, these were... WWE had two big guns to pull out tonight. Mm-hmm. Not even tonight, for the rest of the year. And they were both Becky and Brock. 
and they shot them both in the same night, where do you they like if ratings go down, if the show quality drops, what's your next move? They don't have any secret like weapons ready. If you do an NXT invasion again, nobody's going to care because you've released a bunch of NXT talent and NXT gets treated like a joke by main roster as shown by Karrion Cross champion. I I can't find myself actively excited for this product. <laughs> I'm like Yeah. It's fair. just like coming out of this show. This was a deflating show for me outside of a few matches. And I just feel like the company doesn't have anything going right now that I really care about. Whereas you look at something like AEW, mm-hmm. AEW just brought in CM Punk in one of the, again, one of the greatest moments I've ever seen in wrestling. They're likely having Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson come in. There's the possi- uh, possibilities of Bray Wyatt, Buddy Murphy, and Adam Cole all coming in as well. Those are all huge gets for the company. You look at somebody like Impact. Impact has Bound for Glory coming up, and they're actively promoting it as a cross-promotional show for not only Impact, but Impact, New Japan, AEW, and AAA. Yeah, that'd be great. That's huge. You look at New Japan. New Japan just had that resurgence show, and New Japan Strong looks like a must-watch TV show moving forward. All of these companies are managing to put on good quality content and get people excited for their TV. WWE continually fails to do so. No offense. WWE has put themselves to get into bed with any other company. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like if they would just swallow, I don't know what it is. Like, I don't They want to protect their assets, whatever. But if they just, like, swallow their pride and, like, want to work with another brand, another company, like, I feel like other promotions would be heavily open to work with WWE and work with their talent, have their talent on their shows. You know? Um, but... It, they just don't do it. They just they think they just think that they're the you know end all of of wrestling. Of mm-hmm. That's where it stops. Like that's what it is. I don't know. It's like just the elitist vibe of, of them, and uh, I don't know. It might hurt them. Like it's just it's 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 hurting them this far. Like I don't know. I mean, they're always gonna be there. WWE is always gonna be there. They've been there for like forty something years. They're always gonna have an audience because they attract a certain kind of fan, you know, mm. some fans, and they have loyal, they have like diehard fans and people that will, you know, literally go to, you know, go to bat for them. Um, but you'd think they would want to like adjust and like, you know, make something like a smart business move and work with another company. Like why can't wrestling coexist? Like, like part of these partnerships like AEW and Impact and ROH, New Japan with like Impact and all these it proves that they can coexist like you know yeah I mean the very clear sign of that this would never work is just look at what they did with NXT UK it, it killed off the United Kingdom's like wrestling scene mm-hmm. for the independents outside yeah. of a few promotions yeah and who, and who talks about NXT UK anyway nobody <laughs> Dude, really. what's going they, on like, there like the vast majority of WWE fans do not care I'm about I'm surprised NXT they haven't UK. released any like NXT UK talent I, like in a trust me I agree they keep on adding yeah which is very strange like dude what's going on with Walter he's 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 back on NXT he's, yeah he's on regular I NXT tomorrow now. it's him versus Ilya Dragunov again yeah, yeah. for the title okay so which apparently their first match this year Whoa, okay, we're now sitting in darkness, everybody. We just lost power, but we're on a laptop. I can't tell if my laptop's still recording or not. It looks like it's kind of skitzing out. Uh, oh, okay, power's back on. This that is fun. fun. 
Nice. Uh, it looks like it's still recording, so I think we're okay. If not, oh well. But it appears we're still good. Um, yeah, okay. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. WWE's just at a point for me where I just... I, I do not care. And it's not like I'm just shitting on the product and not watching. We're watching every week. And it's just, well, it's, you guys will be. Yeah, me and Joey are watching every week. And I'm just not here for it. Yeah. Um, the yeah. show's just not good. And the show did nothing to get me excited to watch Raw on Monday. And that's not a good thing. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually looking forward to not watching Raw anymore. Yeah, I would assume so. Um, <laughs> you get three hours of your life back and you're not watching this shitty hey, fucking hey, show. Less, one less person. Maybe me and you can come to an agreement. Give it a That's true. Then we can be done with this. I mean, I, but I don't know if we will. If, I'll point it. If, if I get cable up there oh, no. and like I get it, oh, I'll, no. I'll call in occasionally. Okay. Oh, no. We'll take calls on the show. Well, not like calling, but like we can... No, no, no we'll do calls. Oh, we'll, God, so we'll take calls in from the, from the listeners. Uh, so. You don't want that, but it, yeah. like, if it, it depends on how things look. That's fine. Um, Anyways, I think we're gonna wrap it up here. It's been an hour and a half, so oh, thank you for joining us for this wonderful edition of the Deep Six Wrestling Podcast. Be sure to subscribe if you made it all the way to the end. Join us for Raw on Monday, AEW on Wednesday, Ryan and Angel's Impact Power Hour on Thursday, and whenever we cover New Japan again. Uh, so until next time, thanks for listening. Have a good weekend or a good Sunday and have a good week coming up. We'll talk to you guys next time. Adios. Bye. Bye.